Welcome back to another Get Geekish podcast. Thanks so much for joining us every week. I'm Bino. It's Derek over there, and uh, we're here to talk about some geeky stuff. And uh, we thought that we'd do another throwback to uh, one of the years of toys back in the day. Uh, back when the cost of living in 1998, inflation was only 1.55%. The average cost of a new house was $129,000. A gallon of gas was a buck fifteen, And you could get a pound of bacon for $2.53. A pound of bacon? Yeah. I wish Dang, I that's a cheap. Mm-hmm. Posted stamps only 32 cents. 1998 was a, uh, you know, I guess that's only, what, 24 years ago? Ugh. <laughs> which hurts my brain to think about. Because uh, in 1998, depending on which year, I was a junior and then a senior in high school in 1998. What about you? Eighth grade. Eighth grade. So See, we're works. Gonna, it works. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to live some of the toys, but might not be some of the, the biggest kids' toys because we were just old enough that a lot of the you know preschool, elementary school toys we weren't uh, playing with, so maybe they didn't make a big uh, you know, an impact on us, but there's right. still some there good are, ones out there. And there also might be some, there might be some crossover, too, because sometimes, I mean, you had the toys from 96, if they were popular, still kind of popular in the 98s. So it might be one yeah. of those ones like, I remember, oh, wait, that didn't come out then. <laughs> yeah, we're, I mean, we're not, we're not holding, but if anybody's going to like fact check our podcast, there's going to be some toys that we don't have any stipulations that it had to like be released in 1998. We're just thinking toys that were popular or we remember them being popular in 1998. <laughs> we've done those a few years. Uh, we've done with 1990 and 1991 already. So we thought we'd uh, jump a decade ahead and just get a, a different take on some of these things on here. I feel like we should start with the the award winning uh, best selling toy of nineteen ninety eight the the nightmare fuel. Mm-hmm. So so maybe we should like take a step back, right? You get okay. in the wayback machine. Here we go. Set the mood. You know some of the most popular shows nineteen ninety eight was that seventy show. Uh, whose land is it anyway? King of Queens, Dawson's Creek, and you may see some commercials. Probably not for toys during those shows, but it's one of those ones where this thing was everywhere and it was crazy. There was like a mad dash to the store, if I remember correctly. They get one right. They sold out. Yeah, they were they were comparing it to the uh, the Cabbage Patch Kid rush of the eighties, or the Tickle Me Elmo. That mm-hmm. was also yeah. <laughs> fun. But this definitely was some nightmare fuel. And again, this is one that I never had. I had friends who had it, and that is the ever creepy but loved Furby. Thank you, Tiger Electronics. Right. I had the little <laughs> McDonald's knockoff one that didn't really do anything. But, yeah, the Furby was everywhere. You could make it say everything. We always thought we were the cool for making them curse, you know, because they mm-hmm. repeat back to you. But then you started hearing stories about them coming on at night and doing creepy things like that. And what the in the later 2000s, people were like skinning Furbies and they looked even. Did you you did that? <laughs> well, I didn't specifically. <laughs> When I was in college, my roommate had a Furby that he had skinned, which they look really creepy without their fur on because they're little creepy animatronic robot pieces are all seeing. But anyway, <laughs> he skinned him and uh, note how you taught him to say curse words. He'd accidentally taught his his name, which they weren't supposed to do that. But, you know, there's ways to work around programming for it. So you say the right thing the right way enough times and it would start saying, hi, Joe, and start referring to him by name. And it freaked him out one day, so then he took a skinned Furby and threw it in our freezer. And that Furby lived in our freezer for about six months. Um, 
It still worked after that, didn't it? It did, because we defrosted it and brought it back to life. <laughs> You're a monster! <laughs> uh, it, was, it was a good time, though. And that's and, funny, too, because like, Furby's kind of made a comeback, right? Just recently? Yeah. A few years ago? Furby's, getting, Furby's and Tamagotchis. My nine-year-old is trying to beg me for a Tamagotchi for Christmas. I'm like, what decade is this? <laughs> <laughs> they haven't even changed. I'm pretty sure it's the same ones they didn't sell in... 20 years ago <laughs> right throw some new paint on it it's good <laughs> i was i was also surprised how popular furbies are because like you said if you were alive in that time of <laughs> the world you knew if you didn't have one you knew somebody that had a furby mm-hmm. and at the time they were kind of pricey it was still 35 bucks which in today's toy prices doesn't seem like much but 35 dollars was a upper echelon toy for the most part for something, especially you're gonna buy something for a four year old, five year old thing like that, and, it, and it, honestly, they didn't do anything. They just made noises and closed their eyes, and you could pet them like the little beaks. Yeah, I would love to have been in that like pitch. <laughs> you know, Tiger Electronics trying to make you know buck, trying to you know get get a profit, and somebody's like, "Yo, how about we make a demon that talks?" <laughs> <laughs> I like where your head's at, Bob. <laughs> And like they were, they were pretty indestructible too. Because I remember my friends used to throw them because, like you said, it creeped people out. So they'd get to the point where they just threw it. I mean, I think the Furby may be one of the most abused toys as well. <laughs> yeah, so they, they, they they built them to last. And yeah, if... which maybe that was their downfall. I don't know. <laughs> Got to put a kill switch in one of those things. But re- regardless, <laughs> they made the right choice because they sold forty million Furbies in the free, first three years of its release. 40 million Furbies floating around in three years. Yeah, unbelievable. Where are they now? (laughs) Thrift shops. So one of the things I did, I pulled up some of the toy catalogs of 1998. Oh. Mm -hmm. And some of the ones they had from uh, from Kenner specifically, they had their new Star Wars toys, which were probably one of the worst runs of Star Wars toys in history. (laughs) Those were the action figures that were right before the... uh, Episode one, two, three trilogy came out, so they were like re-released figures of the seventies and eighties figures, and the detail was just horrible on them. Uh, Mummies Alive were big though; that was a pretty cool show. Lots of cool action figures. Uh, starting lineup figures, which still exist to this day, I, I think. <laughs> Did it really? Uh huh. I think so. Well, if I don't know if they're collectors' items or what, but. Starting lineup figures were, they were big. Every Sports Illustrated and Sports Illustrated for Kids Magazine had ads for starting lineups, and everybody wanted to have them. But I don't know many people that had more than one or two because they were a little pricey at the time. Uh, Beast Wars from Transformers had a lot of ones coming out. (laughs) Your favorite. Don't get me started on those garbage piles of stupid... Uh, Batman and Robin was in theaters, so it had its own toy line. And oh, that was a classic movie right there. Yeah, the bat nipple eras. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they had pretty forgettable toys for that uh, that run. No surprise. Uh, Jurassic Park Lost World was out, so it had toys out, which I were think just I had one of those the same toys over and over. But the, what they did have were dinosaurs with dino damage i was gonna say the battle damage ones where you yeah. could take off a chunk of skin yeah that was awesome and that was something that was relatively new in some of those toys i think which made a big deal of course tonka trucks uh, nerf guns perennially popular in the nerf balls 
back of the uh, that was when the Nerf Turbo footballs were the talk of my my playground. I don't know about you. Was that the one that had the fin, the tail, and the fin on it? Well, the tail and the fin that was the Turbo Extreme or something, but just the regular Nerf Turbos were just oh. just little tiny foam footballs that had the the swirly like speed holes in them. Oh yeah, I see. I used to have one of the ones that had it was that, but it had the tail on it, and when you threw it, it whistled. Yes, those and it, I don't know. It just made you feel so cool, and you sit there, you drop back, and you just bomb that thing because that thing flew, and you just hear that the whistling. And you're like, oh, this is so cool. I still feel that way. If I see one of those, I'd love to throw it. We should find one and go play catch sometime. We should. I wonder if you could throw it all the way down here. We got that light Colorado air up here. We could throw it all the way to Texas. No problem. Right. You mentioned this. Tamagotchis was big. Yeah. And I'm looking I'm looking right at this, though. For some reason, like this says Tamagotchi price $9.99, right? For some reason, I feel like when I was in eighth grade, I couldn't get a Tamagotchi because I, my parents said they were too expensive. I, I could be making that up. I could be doing the whole Mandela effect on myself. They, they might they might have just told you it was too expensive because they thought it was a waste of money, right? Well, and they also they also could have been you have your own allowance you can buy it and I didn't like spending my own money so maybe that's why I didn't. That made you that. second guess. You're like, whoa, 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 we spend my own money on this, right? Ooh. Hey, can I get this? Yeah, you got money. Uh, nah, maybe I don't. A, need maybe it. I better think about this. <laughs> Somehow that didn't translate to an adulthood as well as it should have, though. <laughs> <laughs> Certain times. But they also had, I'm looking at this, they have a, I'm not looking at a catalog, but I'm looking at some of the popular toys from 1998. Warrior Princess board game. Xena, the Warrior Princess board game, uh, you know, based on the ever popular TV show. Uh, Electronic Talking Wishbone, you remember the dog from PBS that went into literary adventures? Oh yeah, Wishbone. (laughs) Talking Barney, Teletubbies figures. That's right, that was the the era of the Teletubbies, wasn't it? Yeah, Man, those things were almost as creepy as Furbies. Mm-hmm. And here's something that I forgot about. I never had one, but I remember watching the commercials for it. Is Tonka Chuck my talking truck? This thing looks like I, it's. I a, dare you to say that five times fast. No, because I, I almost. <laughs> it's really close to some curse words. Um, but it looks like a you know a rejected cars figure or character, and I remember seeing commercials for that. So that's crazy. You got the. Wacky Sacks, which looks familiar, but I don't really remember it. Uh, it. Spice Girls doll set. I think I had friends who had that. The Tattoo Studio. Um, you know, the ever-popular nail salon things. A McDonaldland Happy Meal Girl doll. Blue's Clues doll. And then this one, again, I never had it, but I remember the commercial, the Hot Wheels Car Wash. I had this- a Hot Wheels Car Wash, but I had it when I was like, Five years old, Hot Wheels. Right, I think they brought it back because this is a three-story one where you start up at the top and it does the water and everything like that. I remember looking at it going, oh, that's pretty cool, but it also seems like a pain. (laughs) Well, so it makes sense, too. Like, you have the car wash for Hot Wheels cars, but correct me if I'm wrong, Hot Wheels cars were not the most weatherproof toys ever. (laughs) No, especially the ones that are supposed to be, you know, remember the color-changing ones where you put it in the water and it's supposed to change? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. You're like, sweet, I got my Hot Wheels with the car wash. Ah, my Hot Wheels are rusted now. Dang it. <laughs> you leave it out in the humidity for two hours. And 19- then the- Oh, I was going to say 1998 was also the year that brought us the the Pocket Fisherman. The, uh, uh, what, what brand was this? The Lunker Bass 
handheld fishing video that. game. I loved that thing. I I didn't grasp that one. Um, <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> I loved that thing for whatever reason. It was just it was a lot of fun. But I'm also looking at this too because like what ninety eight. What was also popular in 98, you had a whole bunch of cartoons, right? Nickelodeon was, like, king. So Nickelodeon had their own weird off-brand of toys, was the What was the thing that every kid, even into high school, did you want to have? The the Nickelodeon, was it the ultimate toy run or whatever you could could win? Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like just a shopping spree that they would give to a couple kids a year from Nickelodeon to advertise it. All year long, so you know your chances of winning it were probably less than winning the actual lottery. But man, you just dreamed about being able to run through that store and grab every toy you could possibly want to bring home. <laughs> well, that's the thing too is like even I remember like because Nickelodeon was popular, so they had their own brand of toy. Well, not own brand, but they like branded their own weird, mm-hmm. wacky toys. And then they even did a thing with McDonald's where they're like, oh, you can go to McDonald's and get like the blimp that you can look through and like a microphone that changes your voice and everything like that. But I'm looking right here and I remember this, but I don't ever remember the price of this. But it does take me back is the AM FM. That's right. AM FM CD blast box. $130. Whoa, that wouldn't happen in 1998. <laughs> it's the it's the purple boom box with like the orange all over it and then the weird green that they had. But what, what's funny is like this took me back to when I don't know if you remember this, but like when you got to go pick out your own stereo, I, I when, it came, my first when it came one. time. Yeah, right. When it came time, you, you know, <laughs> when you, the little boom boxes. When you came of age and became yeah. a man. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you went and you got your own boom box and, you know, it plugs in or you could take it with you for like 8D batteries that you could fit in that thing. Or you can get the ones. I remember I had the one with like the detachable speakers. Mm hmm that no kid ever really knew how to use. They would just detach them and kind of turn them a little bit rather than putting them well, around. Well, well most of them, they came with the detachable speakers, but they only came with like five feet of speaker wire. Yeah, that's <laughs> So true. you could literally detach them and then just put them a little further up right on your desk, and that was all you could do. But this took me back because I remember, I remember like walking down the aisles uh, and looking at all the different... And this isn't... I don't even think this... Do they even have a section anymore in stores where you can look at different CD players and stuff? Eh, not really. I mean, they got a few no. of them. But it used to be back in the day, you go to, like, what, Soundtrack or Robert Waxman's or something like that, and you just go look at... Radio they, Shack, they, even. There'd be aisles of just different stereo oh setups. God. And then that that smell, when you get... Oh, it's just... Remember how we talked about... We did that one podcast about smell? Like, mm-hmm. that smell is just... Every once in a while, you'll get it, and it'll just trigger. Because, like, you remember when you're taking that thing out of the styrofoam in the box and it has that weird plasticky smell to it and you're like oh and you gotta peel the little plastic off and i have a feeling you might have got a cd that had one of those lasers that was not safe <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> it was ionizing your atmosphere <laughs> probably i don't know like oh man i remember when it was time for me like because like i i had i bought one of the little dinky boom boxes and then i upgraded to the five disc changer because I felt so cool, but mm-hmm. it also like I had to spend because those things weren't cheap. I had to spend most of my allowance on it. <laughs> I still have flashbacks with the memory of I had a three disc changer, whether it be three, five, or what, seven, whatever. That sound because you could never get to play the one you want, so you push the button and yep. five minutes later, <laughs> <laughs> go back, go back, go back, go back. Uh, you mentioned Nickelodeon uh, Rugrats the movie came out in 1998, so there's a whole oh, slew to... of Rugrats toys that came out. The orange VHS tape. Yes, uh, 
<laughs> I worked in VHS stores all the time, and <laughs> there's a soft spot. Like I didn't watch much Nickelodeon VHS movies, but the fact that they branded all of their VHS tapes as that bright orange was kind of mm. awesome. <laughs> yeah, because you could literally pick out a, a, a Nickelodeon movie from a pile of a thousand movies across the parking lot. Oh, they got a Nick movie. I wonder what they're watching. Must be Good Burger. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny too is like we talked about this, and this is a thing that's kind of carried on too. Is like we've we've talked about it with the wrestling pillows, mm-hmm. the wrestlers. They also had that. That was a huge thing in the '90s because what like NWO was kind of making its own thing, and Hulk Hogan was still kind of relevant, and then you had Sting. So they was that, still was, was that, back- was that when they got the the lawsuits that had become the WWE around then? Sometime? I think it's right around there. I'm not 100 percent positive when that happened, but you have the Bash and Brawl little pillow things, which I remember those, those commercials, but. And I don't know if you had this too, but like, remember when you would go to the mall, you're walking down and they actually had toy stores in there. Ah, uh, good old KB toys. Exactly. KB toys. You know, the little nutcracker thing. And for just, what was it? There was another one too, but KB toys was like the main one where you'd go in and for whatever reason, this store was, you know, about the size of a hot topic or whatever. But they packed like three stores worth of material in that thing where it's just stacked and crammed and you're walking down the aisles like this. But there's just everything. Yeah. I I mean, it was like the Hot Topics used to be packed where you you couldn't even fit between the aisles. That's what the toy stores Mm -hmm. were at. Floor to ceiling, every square inch of space had stuff jammed into it. And I remember, like in the in in the in the '90s, especially you know when I get a little bit older, because I can remember stuff. <laughs> you know, our memory starts to fade a little bit. But uh, that's one thing is just walking down those toy aisles. I remember, like my grandma would every once in a while would take us. She'd make the mistake and take us to the mall <laughs> and say, "Get a toy," and it it would just be one of those ones where you know, okay, go pick one out. Two hours later, all right, we gotta go. <laughs> Pick one out. Did you do that too? You'd, you'd walk around the store with like two or three toys in your hand, like just debating on which one, and then you'd put one back and then get two others and break it around and go back. Wait, wait. And you're trying to justify like, oh, I could get these two for $6, but this one's five ninety nine. It's way cooler. But, oh, I don't know. It was always one of the ones too where you got, when you walked into a toy store, you're like, yes. And then you get that death sentence of you have $10. Pick something. They give you a limit. And as soon as you get that limit, your dreams are shattered because you're walking in there going, and then they give you that limit. You're like, oh, (laughs) and then exactly like you said, you're like, I could get this or I could get two of these, but I really want this, but I want these. And then you end up getting something. You enjoy it. You take it home and you're playing with it. But then you also have that remorse of I should have gotten that, too. Could have got something better. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting now because you find any vintage toys. If you go to, you know, comic shops and uh, vintage shops and you find any old toys you'll still see a bunch of those kb price tags that are iconic you can recognize one and you oh hey i know where that came from <laughs> god well we were watching a movie the other day and kb toys popped up and i was like oh my god i remember that mm-hmm. <laughs> the good old days well, even though there was still there was still uh but uh toys r us was still a bit of its heyday in 1998 too wasn't it mm-hmm. it's was on its way down but it was definitely still, if you had to go for kids' toys, you'd go to Toys R Us because they had everything. <laughs> What's funny is, like, Toys R Us it was always the ones that we didn't really go to because I think my parents, and it, it still, it kind of held up to that on their way. I mean, they're back now, kind of, but on their way out as being a toy store, but one of the more expensive ones. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I think that's why my parents kind of like stayed away from it. Um, 98, I think, too, was one of the ones where wasn't it like when yo-yos were kind of peaking again uh, as yes, a popularity. Was, they were popular. I, I don't know. They were popular a little bit here, but definitely in Europe for sure. It was uh, what my article I found about that. There was a whole thing of European toys and those some brand of light up yo-yo was one of the top 10 toys in 1998 in uh, Europe. Pro Yo 2 and 3. Yeah, that sounds about right. Oh, here we go. What is This is uh, award winners from 1998, right? We have the Furby as Toy of the Year. Craze of the Year was the Pro Yo 2 and 3. TCL makers of the Pro Yo 2 and 3 won the award for Craze of the Year. Um, it was initial that their efforts got the Yo-Yo craze started. So there you go. The most innovative toy of the year is the Sea Watch. The preschool toy of the year, Bounce Around Tigger. Doll of the Year, Baby Born. Oh my God, I remember that. Baby Born, Baby Born. Uh, educational Toy of the Year, Sea Monkeys. Um, toy Company of the Year, David Halsell International. Hmm. Um, <laughs> There's a few things like, huh, award winning. Interesting. Oh, I guess this is in Europe, but still. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, I mean, it was a bit, that was about the age when a lot of interactive... I say that in parentheses and learning toys came out. There was lots of little computers and things mm-hmm. that start to have computer programs. You could push things and make sounds and lights and buttons. And honestly, it was a rough time because none of them did it very well. Like they burned through batteries like nobody's business. None of them worked quite right and they weren't very user friendly because they were still just figuring out how to make something make sound, let alone make it do something beyond that. So I think like a lot of the electronic toys of that era are uh, iffy at best. Good way to put it. (laughs) (laughs) That and what I think I became jealous too because like Power Wheels started taking off and it was one of those ones I'm like, why didn't I have that when I was little? I mean, they had them in the early 90s, but I think they really started like finding their niche in the late 90s, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, here's the hoodwink on that. I always wanted a Power Wheel. I was always told that you're too little, you're too little, you're too little, you're too young, you can't drive around. Once you get to a certain age, you know, I got to think, okay, I'm going to get a Power Wheel. By that time, I exceeded the height and weight requirements <laughs> for Power Wheel. I could never get one because it was too big for him. Oh, no. I th- They say that it was not on purpose, but I know that was the ulterior plan. <laughs> yeah, but I think it was one of the ones where that was too. Is like, I want one of those. They're like, oh, you're too little. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, can I get one? You're too big. What? <laughs> I mean... You know, they still hold my weight. I, I, I used to, back right out of high school, I used to put them together at Walmart and drive them around the back. So, you know. <laughs> they, they, so you're the one that get, got, put them together so kids got broken Hot Wheels or Power no, Wheels. This, I did. I only put to, I only drove around in the ones that we put on display. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. God, those Power Wheels were fun, though. I suppose they went funny. a little bit faster because as a kid, you always think that, oh, this is going to go so fast. And I mean, what was the top speed in those things like six miles an hour? I'm pretty sure it was like three. <laughs> <laughs> a brisk walk and you could lap it. I'm, have you seen like the people who like souped them up and put batteries in them? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. I'm looking at Happy Meals in 1998, the Lion King 2 stuffed toys. You got the Ninja Turtles. Godzilla. When did Godzilla come out? Was that 1998 too? Yeah, the uh, live action iguana yeah. Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Toy Story. Oh my gosh. Toy Story. Well, this was like Toy Story 2. No. 
Yeah, maybe. And, Bugs and, Life. Oh, my gosh. And, and Spice Girls were big on that time. I think we mentioned a little bit, but I forgot all the paraphernalia that went around with them. Mm-hmm. They had their dolls, their makeup, their bags, their shirts. They had their unauthorized biography, which if you glance at it quickly, you think it's a, a Girls Gone Wild video. <laughs> <laughs> and they had infomercial for both of them back to back, so I can see people making that mistake real easy. Right. I mean, this toy came out in 96, but it was still popular in 98, and that's the Nintendo 64. That's true. That did have a lasting lasting power. It still does. Because <laughs> that was the, they had the 64, and then that's when Sega put out the Sega CD or the Sega 32X or something, right? I'm not even. I'm. I'm just kidding. I did it. I did a mistake. I did an image search of toys from <laughs> 1998, and I'm not, sitting here going, "Are you just reliving your childhood?" Yeah, I'm looking at these. I'm like, "Oh." They also have a whole bunch of like McDonald's toys up there, so I'm like, oh, "I remember those." Back when McDonald's toys were kind of cool. I haven't that discussion the other day. A lot of McDonald's toys now, they're just... Uh, we have did a whole podcast about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just, you know, they're pieces of cardboard now. Like, I want a toy. Fa- fast food toys in general just... They used to get actual toys. Now they're just... Yeah. Blah. Golly, dude. I'm looking at Spawn toys. Is that when McFarlane started taking off? McFarlane uh, toys? Was it sa- 1998? Sounds about right. When you're walking down the aisle and you're like, that's a really cool action figure. Why is it so expensive? $67. That price doesn't belong in here. I got $10. (laughs) What do you think? How much more do I need? Joe aircraft carrier? Right. You go up. (laughs) How much more do I need to get this? (laughs) Can I just work in the back? I'll I'll work it. I'll come here every day and stock your toys. I remember that was crazy because I remember when McFarlane toys came out and you're just looking at them and you're like, these are really cool. And then you like, you know, the regular action figures are 10 bucks and you look at the McFarlane ones and they're 20 and 30. You're like, wow, what? <laughs> and that was another one that was the, the beginning of that production. A lot of those McFarlane toys, like the designs were amazing, but the uh, production value of the places that could make them at the time were mm-hmm. subpar. So you get things. Oh, look at all the detail. In the, well, it, Don't was, too hard. It, it was a detailed face, but it looks like it kind of got all melty and they're eyeballs are now pointy well whatever it works out <laughs> looks better than a lot of the toys from there though i mean you remember like you get some of the gi joes and like they're missing half their face looks melted because of the, <laughs> the paint job wasn't that great i think somebody painted lady j's face on shipwreck on accident <laughs> oh my gosh you're right these star wars i remember these star wars toys yeah see they're like the worst ones ever they were like the remakes that they just didn't care about yeah but the thing is, is they're still worth money now yeah, but still. Especially that Darth Vader where you can remove the helmet. Did a Bugs Life come out in 1998? Because there's a lot of Bugs Life toys. Yeah, Bugs Life came out as well as Ants, the two competing. Oh, yeah. I remember I was so confused <laughs> as that when I was a kid. I was like, uh. <laughs> it's not as bad now, but that, there was the, the major movie studios always did that. You'd always have at least two or three of the same big movies come out at once. Like, mm. you can understand when you have the Disney movie comes out, like that year Milan came out. And I'm sure the two or three other companies had out there uh, Japanese warrior princess and something else that was the exact ripoff of Mulan, but just not called that. But there'd be that. You have Ants and Bugs Life came out within six months of each other. Um, Armageddon and Deep Impact came out within like six months of each other. Dude, the late 90s was like prime for disaster movies because you had those, you had Volcano, you had Dante's Peak. <laughs> that was one of the ones where like you guys like disasters 
Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at the, the most highest grossing movies in 98. Titanic, Armageddon, Saving Private Ryan, Something About Mary, and The Waterboy are the top five. None of those real big uh, toy movies. But <laughs> ones that have toys, we got Dr. Doolittle, Godzilla, Mulan, Ants, The Rugrats Movie, Lost in Space, Prince of yep. Egypt. Wow, not, not many good kids movies. Awesome. Uh-huh. Oh, that was the year Small Soldiers came out. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say that's I just passed one of those. Uh, I really liked Small Soldiers, but it wasn't very good. But I, I really enjoyed it for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just dreamed that my Optimus Prime was gonna come to life, and that's probably all I really <laughs> wanted. <laughs> you didn't have that dream after Toy Story. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I just like this is a weird rabbit hole just going down and like getting like just flashes of stuff every once in a while. It is interesting when you go see movies that came out like I don't know about you, but going to the movie theater was a pretty big deal when I was a kid. So every time I see a movie that I saw in the theater, it's almost like a frying pan to the back of the head flashback memory of Pang. I remember when I saw that in the theater. Right. <laughs> Remember they had the, they still uh, it's more popular now because I think they're going off the nostalgia things. But back in the in the nineties and especially the late nineties, they started making like the action figures for damn near everything. Uh-huh. So like they did the, like the horror movie ones where you had puppet master toys next to like you're walking down the aisle. You're like oh transformer transformer, oh, that's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> but now now like there's a whole like section at Target where they're like you know. 90s movies, horror yeah, toys, the, and everything like that. The air, air quotes around the adult toys. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that adult, but... <laughs> we just can't put this action figure of Pennywise and uh, the uh, Freddy Krueger right next to the Teletubbies. It just it doesn't yeah. work. <laughs> Back in the 90s, though, that was a totally different animal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do your What's thing. this, mommy? That's the uh, Crypt Keeper. Um, <laughs> you don't need that. He's got some really bad dino damage. <laughs> uh, but we'll, we'll probably wrap this up because we'll, we're, I think we're probably both just on off kilter wanting to go look at toys now. But uh, you can hit us up on social media at Gid Geekish and uh, chime in what some of your favorite toys from 1998 were. I mean, it, it's it, it was only 20 years ago, so most of you were probably alive about that time. Uh, it's still, though, 20 years ago? No, 1998 was like 10 years ago. Come on. <laughs> Don't do that to me. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Math is not your friend. <laughs> uh, my brain hurty. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what, what do you think? I mean, uh, what, what was your favorite toy 1998 let us know at get geekish social media we'd love to hear from you and once again thanks as always for listening we re- we truly do appreciate it and we'll talk at you next week bye